Enter New R Presents. Happy Hour at the Old Timer Tavern, Episode 47, Death by Backstory. This episode was recorded live at twitch.tv slash lanternnoir. Hey, good afternoon and welcome. My name is Rob, a.k.a. Lantern Noir, and I have clocked out and checked in at my particular pub of choice for a little potent, potable, and conversation with my dear friend... Graybeard of Graybeard Severn. And we want to immediately thank uh, Dave, DGD, um, an amazing individual and intellectual, academic, and professor... Uh, for not just cheering into the channel, but also subscribing for 10 months over here at Lantern Noir Presents. You are, you're, 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 there's no words to fully summarize the thanks for your ongoing support. Can I give him a guest gong? Give him a guest gong. All right. Uh, uh, uh. When people let me and I'm on their channel or on my Odin channel, I take this mall and I hit this guy in the face. Well timed too. Thank lined you. Up thank with you. The music. Oh, <laughs> uh, so um, in brief, anything interesting and major popping up on your neck of the woods? Woo! Uh, you know, um, our finale, our finale got postponed. Oh. We had a, one of our dear dear buds uh, could not uh, could not play with us. So this Thursday is the is the uh, finale for Monster Noir. Yay. They, uh, there will be magic portals, three, you know, uh, primordial demons, the sac human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. It'll be chaos. Um, the, uh, um, yeah. I, are we going through our weeks? Is that where we're at? We usually do like a real short thing because we don't okay, want to wait too long to get into the topic of the week. That's right. That's right. There it is. I'll just I'll throw that out there. So this coming Thursday, uh, Indoor Adventures, we'll have a, a good time with that. Sounds fun. Sounds fun. Over here, uh, my, my, my in brief is that I am about to start a nearly week-long hiatus from running mm. games because oh. for the because Pond, that other Pond, an amazing content creator in her own right, is mm -hmm. off to a coffee convention, mm. which means that the convergence is off, right? And the bitter victory is off. Oh, so I don't yeah. have another live game until next Sunday, when mm. we go when we go to back to Ravenloft 1921, where we are two sessions in, three yeah. if you count our session zero, and literally in the last sixty seconds of the last session was our one and only roll for initiative. <laughs> and then we cut for the night. Yes. Oh, great. And that was that's, our that's first a... initiative roll. Yeah, nice, nice. It's It was a lot. I, I, I cannot recommend enough, and this is how it ties into what we talk about here. Um, mm -hmm. I am running, instead of running Death House as the, pre, mm -hmm. as the prelude to Curse of Strahd, I'm mm -hmm. running the House of Lament from Von oh. Richten's Guide. Which oh, we talked about last yeah. year. We reviewed it. We That's went through right. it very in depth. And um, I had said, I don't know about this little adventure they tacked on here. It looks neat. And I mm. said, okay, I'm going to run this thing. And it is it is so much fun um, with this yeah. group. It's I, I consider it Heads and Shoulders Above Death House as an intro adventure, especially because it is so combat light. Nice. Um, nice. It's just a really nice, light horror 
good stuff in it. You could actually run it like a one shot event yeah. where you like just kind of know in your brain. Once they've explored a certain amount of the house, you have to then say, okay, this happens now. You can't mm. do the classic unveil the map little by little because that just takes <laughs> too long. You just got it. Like, hey, we're at the two hour mark in our four hour session. This mm. is happening now. Yeah. Um, Go. Yeah. Um. Like, and it, it kind of it, it sets itself up really well without any major spoilers. You're supposed to have NPCs in it that will say things like, I think we should do a seance now. Mm. And, and you just don't give the party the chance to say no. You're like, okay. And so you agree to go do the seance. <laughs> so, particularly, so that's particularly in like a convention game or a one shot, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, the people are usually much more agreeable to your like, all right, well, <laughs> we gotta go. Um, yep. Yeah. And you can even tell them that like when you sit down, you can say things like this is a four hour session. Yep. Uh, at certain times, I am going to say, you agree to go do this thing because it's the only way we're going to be done in four hours. Right. You're going to got to go with it. Yeah. Pathfinder society used to be like that. People would be like, okay, if we're going to finish by the end of session, <laughs> you guys need to pick up the pace. Yep. I can only cut so many encounters and still have the story make sense. Ergo. Mm-hmm. Now you go. Yeah. And then of course we'll, we'll go more into detail about our weeks uh, towards mm-hmm. the end of the podcast. Cause we mm-hmm. don't want to make you wait too long before we get into the topic of the week. Mm. Um, which has to do with backstories. I mm-hmm. uh, I I wanted to get like uh, my Grim Reaper costume out. It'll <laughs> be like dun 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 dun. Um, because we're gonna get uh, we have some heavy warnings, I would say, for bad GMs out there. So, <laughs> well, and it's. It's interesting because the um, there's it is kind of like a balancing between like warning players that this is maybe not this is a sign of a bad DM Mm -hmm. versus just the hey, if this is the thing you do as a DM, can we talk about why you choose to do it? Right. Like, can we discuss what it says about you that this is a thing you choose to do? Yeah. Um, or maybe we're missing something. I mean, we only have yeah. between us 70 years of DM experience. <laughs> so exactly. maybe maybe we don't know as much as we think we do. Mm-hmm. Um, some of us only started running Dungeons & Dragons when uh, you could only be an elf. <laughs> yep. And you spoke your alignment language. <laughs> exactly. I speak chaotic. Um <laughs> Which means you were evil. Oh, it's right. I'm a, I'm a halfling and I speak chaotic. Uh, what class are you, halfling? What race are you, halfling? halfling. <laughs> oh, and the whole party is level four except me because I have a different a, a different leveling chart than everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it, the wizard is like fourth level and he's like, hey, when I get to fifth level, I'll get that third level spell. Oh, and the rogue is like seventh level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Which at some point, I still can't believe, over five stinking editions of Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. they still do levels for spells and levels for love for like advancement. And oh. they don't mean the same thing. Right. At all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you would think when you were at fifth level, you would have fifth level spells. And yes. when you're at sixth level, it's seventh, eighth, ninth. Yeah. Yep. You, you would, you would. I, I still, for the life of me, I do not understand how five editions later, 
Mm-hmm. They still haven't said, let's just use a different word so we don't confuse the newbies. Yeah. Oh, inspiration and bardic inspiration. <laughs> that was so bad with my, I do me pulling the, 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 you know, old guard into the new edition. And they're like, what do, wait, what is this D6 for? It's from the bard. It's inspiration. But yet I've got this other thing that's inspiration and this inspiration, inspiration does this. And I was like, oh, come on, guys. You couldn't have come up with anything else. Fate point, you know, I can I, I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. So the, huh. the, the topic came to be because a certain person posted on the Twitters. Um, and we will we will not name names. We've agreed we won't do that. Uh and but the, the short form of it was um one character's backstory is a is a bulleted bulleted point outline with exceptionally long sentences, some of which are paragraphs, all of which is at least three times as much as four other characters' backstories combined. And and this particular DM quips, I don't think entirely unironically. Guess which D&D character is getting offed within two sessions? Yeah. The, 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 the vehement disrespect, you know? I'm just going to say, if someone is that, like, ready to play and, and got all this for you, you know, they've done, they, they obviously, their heart is in it. They are, are ready to go. They want to play this character. And you're just like, <laughs> you're, uh, I forget. I always forget this line, but we use it all the time in our, our Saturday night group. It's our, don't forget my, my long something historic backstory, you know, as, as NPCs die uh, or whatever, you know, but uh, yeah, I, it's just disrespectful. The person obviously put their their heart and soul into it, and and you're just going to kill them off. That's well, there's just there's wrong. a lot to unpack there. That, that that first yeah. layer is the potential joke of, well, I'm the DM, I can kill off my my players' characters, and this dude's got a mark on him for certain death. Yeah, and like that's the first layer of potentially toxic DMing, mm. which is at any time, in my opinion, um, yeah. a DM says, look, I. I don't like the situation, so I'll kill your character. I think is just such a, a weird vibe when it's the kind of thing I remember thinking when I was like 12. Mm-hmm. And we were playing in middle school, and it became one of those, my character died in the game you were running, so when I'm running a game, I'm going to get you back, and I'm going to kill your character. And And that was one of those where it's like, I can't remember ever thinking like that after i got into adult gaming it just became like look i have a problem with you i will tell you yeah if i don't want you at my table i will tell you yep. if i have a problem i mean usually now i will admit i did have a lapse of judgment once where i did kill a character that i probably should have gone whoa time yeah are you sure about that because your character gonna die now right like, yep are you sure this is how you want to play dish um, in many ways, I regret not doing that, but I can acknowledge I should have done that. Uh, that would have been the better approach. Um, I have, I I have had bad early high school. 
there was a kid who I didn't know how to communicate out of game mm. at the time. And I was like, okay, he, he just kept banging his head against this same wall, you know? And I, I just was like, I can't, the rest of us are going to move on. You, you know, you can keep doing that, but the game is going this way. And, and so I kept going and he just, you know, every time I came around to him, he was just at the same gnawing that same bone. And eventually it, it became one of those, those kid things where I'm like, well, a purple worm could, you know, come up and just chops up and just gulp swallows you whole. You're done. Make a new character. Well, my new character, blah, 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 blah. And it just, I engaged. I was dumb enough and young enough to engage in that silly, oh, my character. And then I'd do this and I'd do that. And I just, uh, oh. Right. That that aggressional DMing, I've never wanted to do that. Never, ever wanted to play like that. And it doesn't usually do what you think it's going to do. Um, yeah. It quite often. I mean, again, it's it's just a sign of not really being all the way there. Arwen, thanks for popping by. We're glad you, you we're glad you pulled into the tavern to share a drink with us, and not just to share a drink, but to subscribe for your ninth month with us. We appreciate that. You are a lady among peasants. Mm. Um. So we got that covered. Talking about mm-hmm. that idea of that. I mean, I, do we have more to say on the? I don't like you, so I'll kill your character off. I feel like there's not a lot more to, to hit um, on there. Yeah, other... You... As the DM, you... All of, the, all of the newer games, except for some OSR games, all say you should be rooting for the characters. You know, it's this, it's their story, it's your story, you're writing this adventure together, you're, or you're having this adventure together. You should all be rooting for each other to do the thing. They, you know, I guess that's just good words that some people do not follow. I mean, there are guys out there who have, you know, 50,000 followers on YouTube giving D&D advice who are who who will blatantly just say, it's my table. You're done. You know, and that's that's okay if it's someone who's breaking the session zero stuff, but it's not okay if somebody's just got a big backstory and would like you to appreciate their character or maybe use something from their backstory once in a while. Um. <laughs> well, and that gets into the, the more into the, okay. So once we set aside the toxic DMing, let's mm. actually now talk about the, the, the issue the issue at hand if you will which is the a player shows up with an extensive backstory um mm-hmm. and we will assume for the sake of argument that this is a first level campaign mm. i think that change i think if i were to say we're starting off at 10th level right and you don't show up with an extensive backstory we ain't playing that week i'm like i'm sorry Apparently we need a session 0.5 because right. you're freaking 10th level. You yep. didn't just wake up one morning and go, ooh, I'm going to cast fireball a lot today. Yeah. Uh, something got you there, and it might not hurt to know what that something is because yeah. it might come back to bite you. 
Right, right. We need we need to come up with rivals, and we need to have you know uh, nemesis and old, old villains who you know. When you try to kill a Loxodon, you'd better succeed. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and they come back as you know the villain who fell off the cliff, and you didn't actually see him die in the movie. So, hence he's a returning villain from your backstory. Well, and that that creates these like there are two ways that I can go down at the table if you don't do that. Like, well, start thought over. At tenth level, you're going to have history catching up with you. So there's yeah. one of two ways this goes out of the table. Way one is the DM goes, oh, it's that rival wizard or sorceress that you crossed many years ago. You recognize her from your days of early adventuring. And everyone goes, either goes, oh, okay, I could roll with it. Or they go, uh, yeah, I guess. And that's the end of it. And it, it, you can do it. You can say this adventure is going to be against your old rival who's attempting to do But it's way better. I mean, it's so much more fun when you can use the first couple of sessions yeah. to like l sprinkle through little hints that you read their backstory. Mm -hmm. And then when you reveal the big bad is pulled from one of their backstories. Right, right, you, right, right. You don't have to do any of the lore dump. The player yeah. will lore dump for you. And if they're good, they'll lore dump in character. So they yeah. might say things like, Oh, yeah, yeah, we were apprentices together. It was really rough. Uh, you know, for a long time, we, we actually did a few adventures together. And, you know, she and I, we just, we had we had irreconcilable differences. And uh, so we we split up. We didn't split amicably because I took most of the money. And nice. and and they don't say things like, because she, she got pregnant and I wasn't having any of it. So I left her with the kid and took the money with me. Um, and uh, she had moved back with her parents at their castle mm. where she's been imprisoned ever since because they... Are really big about being married when you have kids, and yeah, I, they can leave all that out. And now you leave. Now you not only have pulled from their backstory, the player has infused drama, so that when it becomes revealed that there's this illegitimate child floating around, also who hates you and wants <laughs> you dead, um, now you've got conflict. Yeah, and it's like that is so fun. Like yeah. nobody doesn't have fun with that. Well, in the they so a lot of times if someone does come to the table like that with me i will say hey i've only got x amount of time to prep pick two or three things from this that that you really want to show up like a lot of times i i do what what some dms call the i call the christmas list you hmm. know the wish list mm -hmm. and so i uh, i have a little three by five card with stuff on it that i hand out a lot of times when i'm starting a long form campaign and I, i'm like okay and it's got questions like an enemy a friend uh you know a uh, a uh, rival uh, a location these are all wish list things that they want to see you know show up in the form of like a two-year campaign so it may take you know a year for me to go <gasps> gyrocopters and an island you know <laughs> but when it comes up people if they if they even remember their own list <laughs> they'll be like "Ooh," you know on the be excited about it 
Uh, to the meme makers out there, Arwin in our chat has proposed the a meme with Thor that goes, this backstory conflict is excellent. Smash <laughs> another. Exactly. <laughs> But that's, but that's the kind of thing to that wish list is another great mm -hmm. tool, especially if a player comes to you and says, I wrote 40 pages of backstory. Um, and you're like, dude, I work a full time job. I have three <laughs> kids. Uh, the wife's training for a marathon. I have five streams I run. Uh, I can't read 40 pages. I'm excited for you. Yes. That's great. <laughs> so can you can you give me the Reader's Digest version? Which? For the kids, there was a magazine that came out called Reader's Digest. It would take exceedingly, exceedingly long articles and it would con or even novels and condense them down to three or four pages at a sitting that you could read literally while you were in the bathroom. I've realized that that for players of a certain age, we know what the Reader's Digest version is and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It yeah. does indeed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My, my brother worked at a store and he said, oh, you could just fax it. It's meaning, you know, to be a joke. And the person he was working with is like, what's a fax? <laughs> you strapped it to the back so, of a fox. Mm -hmm. Isn't that how that works? Mm hmm. Oh, shoo. Um, yes, you can find them in antique stores. Antique stores. <laughs> Yes. Yes, you can. Yeah, we're old. We're going to talk about that. Uh. Yeah, but the too long, too long did not read uh, version of mm. it. Um, yeah. But that's like that's not a, a terrible thing. There's also one which we'll get to later about the web, which I think is totally worth talking about as well. Mm. Um, now, there, I will say I read through a lot of the dialogue about this this discrepancy with backstory length, mm. and if we we stick with the caveat that this is a first level campaign. I do share a yellow flag interpretation mm. and the yellow flag. Um, there were a couple of versions of it, but one of them was a player who shows up with an extensive backstory um, might be bringing a particular um, like their character is like super developed already. Right. And there's, they're not interested in development at the table. They're interested in affirmation mm. of their existing character, which I have played with a few people that were like, my, this is my character. I've always played this character. Nothing new can happen to this character. It's, it's a, a challenge that um, adaptation writers bump into. A friend of mine um, has a uh, Star Trek Voyager novel published. Yeah. And a big part of what happened when he was writing it was they basically said, you have to use all of the cast. None oh. of them can change. Oh, so hmm. basically none of them can grow as characters right? because this isn't, they're not yours. Mm -hmm. We develop them on the show so you can do whatever you want with them in your novel, but they yeah. have to be in the same state at the right. end of your novel as they started it. <laughs> so if you're looking for character development, that's where you can introduce because it's a novel, you have more time, introduce mm -hmm. minor characters right who can grow and mature with time hmm. and in some ways i feel like the a character with its overly developed on its backstory might come with a player that's like no i'm not looking to develop this character at all yeah they are still going to hate elves they are still going to to be highly attached to dwarves they are never going to use a weapon besides a great axe 
These are just locked in facts from their backstory. Nothing you do at the table will change that. Yeah. And that can be a little, eh. I think, too, that buys into the they're coming to the table with a certain set of expectations instead of writing a new story with everyone who's at the table, they've got it laid out and these are my expectations. Like, like now you need to run the story I've written, you know? And, and that's where I would say, okay, hey, I, I, I will put in as much as I can, pick out your top three. Mm -hmm. We've only got 12 sessions. I, and we've got four players. You're each going to get three bumps, you know? And so, yeah, that's session zero expectation setting, I think, really kind of falls in there. But again, if I would never want anyone to feel that they can't develop a character outside of whatever's going on. My, my favorite example is uh, when I... I first played, it was LB and Indoor. I think it was their first streamed game. I played with them with Sir Lucian on Sir Lucian Gaming. And I would come, I would wake up in the morning and there would be like 50 Discord chats from between LB and, and Indoor talking about their characters, you know, that, oh, my character, this and that, blah, blah, blah. and then all that's great bring it to the table and show us, mm -hmm. you know, show us all this cool stuff. So that's, you know, that's one of the things I love about a character is leaving some spaces or walking into it, walking into it without any expectations or a, a deep, rich backstory. So, so that you can create it as you go and you can fit the story in then too, where you can be like, ooh, hey, DM, is it okay if this guy is the guy who killed my uncle? And the DM's like, that's awesome. Let's do that, you know? So, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that, you know, it, it fits really neatly too to another anecdote, somewhat tangentially related to that, which was mm -hmm. um, for Firefly. Fox mm. really wanted Wash and Zoe to not be a couple. They oh. wanted to use like the first season or two to have them develop a relationship and fall uh. in love and get married and play that all out. But I also think, and uh, to the much to Joss Whedon's credit as a writer, yeah, he gave us a couple that that spent a lot of time in Discord building a relationship, mm. and then came to the table with it. And still had character development. Right. Like they still had really good exchanges. They still had moments where Wash could say to Kaylee, were I unwed, I would take you in a manly fashion. Because I'm pretty? Because you're pretty. And Zoe's like, yeah, but he won't. You know, it's like, and it worked. And it, mm -hmm. it said so much about the characters. They showed us right. so much about the characters with that exchange. Yeah. Um. Because it... You know, that's the the writing level. And so you can do it. You can have a really good back extensive backstory mm -hmm. and still grow the character. That's why I don't call it a red. I call it a yellow flag, like a just yeah. a quick touch base with you. Are you sure there's enough wiggle room in here for the table to have some fun? Yep. And this isn't just like you're, you're, there's some things here we can play with. Yeah. Just again. Yeah. The, the expectation. 
you know, you've written in here that you have this nemesis or whatever. Uh, I'm not running that. It's a sandbox game. And I'm really, you know, I'll try to write in the sure, you know, that the the guy killed your uncle ends up in the story somewhere. (laughs) I will try to put that in there. But I, I, you know, I might have something else going on, you know. Yeah. So. Another. Also, I, oh, I'll, I'll jump there too. Like Arwen saying, it's okay for people at the table, particularly in a streamed game, to have their little quips and snips and things that they say to each other or whatever that is Discord backstory, and then that lets not only not only them interact, but also with chat, because then chat can go, "Ooh, what's this about? What?" Who's the, who's the, what's that look for, you know, in, in chat. And then the players can then bring up that little bit of lore or whatever. It's, I mean, that's, those are, those are my, 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 my Easter eggs that are oh. uh, full of chocolates. You of know, course, the, the producer in me goes, what a great way to get people to check out your Patreon. <laughs> you know, we'd, we'd love to tell you more about that, but we got to call it a night, but we guarantee we'll be talking about that in our after show. Available mm-hmm. to Patreons mm-hmm. at patreon.com slash lantern noir. Yep. yep. Um, uh, we do that every session over at Indoor Adventure. Same kind of thing. Yep. Nights in the courtyard. Ask us those crazy questions. Mm-hmm. You know. What well, what I like about that too is the um sometimes there are just crazy questions like, okay, if if your character was alive in this world, what kind of music would they listen to? I, I, I those are great. I mm-hmm. love those as a player. I love those kind of questions. Cause you know, then all of a sudden, if I already haven't made it for the character that I'm making a Spotify list, you know, what is Kronk Gormblast listen to, you know, <laughs> when he's weightlifting, uh, so we've got uh, we've got Dave from Artillery here. What can we play for you, Dave? <laughs> Anything? Just play it loud, okay? Exactly, exactly. Perfect. Great you reference. Know, honestly, I actually have. I think I've I've only seen Good Morning in Vietnam once all the way through. Oh, but as interesting. a kid, I bought the soundtrack. Yeah, because I loved all the music on it. Mm. Nice. It was like the greatest hits of the of the fifties and sixties, and I'm like, yeah. I, I'm okay with that. And yeah. it had all those snippets from the radio show oh. in between the songs. That's cool. That's so cool. it was. Yeah, it was. It was a great album. Highly recommend it for some good, <laughs> not just for the music, but just some great Robin Williams snippets to go back to. Yeah. Um, so. The other potential um, red flag that came up. And I'm not, again, I would call it a yellow. And I would definitely say, yeah, you, you raise a compelling point in saying it's a, a reason to touch base with this player who brought this extensive backstory is the expectation of plot armor. Mm. The This person has this highly developed backstory. So now they're going to expect that because they have invested so much, there is no risk of consequence. Yeah. Yeah, that's really, that's a session zero definite. <laughs> where you get yeah the yellow a yellow card or a yellow flag and and then talk to them about it you know like okay and and you don't have to single them out you can just say okay guys you realize that we're playing the tomb of annihilation there's 
annihilation death there you know this is you know you're not it's not it's not critical role and you know everyone will live this isn't a book this yeah. is a game and you know it's so but you can set that expectation at any oh, yeah. level too because i i know i have run campaigns where i'm like okay i'm you know two of the players are like you know my my daughters okay they're not gonna die okay guys i'm just i'm telling you right now i don't care what happens there's no way they're gonna die they'll be knocked out or you know taken out of action but they're not i'm not putting them through that they're you know yeah not yet or when, they, they, when they get in their teens, death, mayhem, they let them learn. <laughs> well, and that's and that's that's kind of like part of that. Is I think the the idea that a player would assume plot armor because they wrote a really extensive backstory is is a little unfair. I can, again, I've met people in my life that that I know the player they're thinking of, mm. but I think in my lifetime I've only encountered like one of them, mm. maybe two. Where it was like, oh yeah, they you know they're gonna work really hard not to let their character die above them, you know, meta game to avoid character death because they right. don't want to lose all of this backstory. Um, although personally, I kind of feel like if this is a game that we're gonna run, let's say we we agree we're running Waterdeep Dragon Heist, roughly mm -hmm. somewhere between ten and fifteen sessions. If you don't get crazy, yeah, um, which your group did, if I remember right. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then got crazy and went a year plus but uh you know because um, you did everything yeah 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 it was it was cool um yeah but uh oh, if you say it's gonna be a short campaign and someone shows up with six pages of backstory or 20 pages of backstory they knew going in <laughs> this mm -hmm. is a a three-month game that they wrote 30 pages for right dimes to dollars they're gonna show up three months later for the new campaign with a fresh 30 pages because <laughs> that's their jam. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, yep. and sometimes it takes, I, mean, I remember I played in a world of darkness game mm. and it was supposed to be like a two session game of like some hunters thing. Yeah. And so I made up this, t I made up kind of like a Sabrina teenage witch kind of character for it. Okay. And, and so we played one session. We had a good time. We broke up. We said we meet in a month and I emailed the guy running it. My, my character backstory which was done mm. as the transcript of a session with a school counselor <laughs> so it wasn't like 18 bullet points about my yeah. character right right it was 12 pages of transcript yeah so there was a lot of like back and forth dialogue yeah and oddly enough I never got actually the the details of the second session. Oh, I don't know if it didn't oh, oh. happen. Right. This is somebody that I met through a friend. It was one of those. Yeah. Hey, this guy plays games. You should call him. Have him come over. He called me. I went over, and um, and then he just never responded. Oh man. I got a note saying, "Yeah, thanks for this. I'll check it out." And that was the last email I ever got from him. And Which, never got back at that no, table. Never heard another huh. word from them. And wow. um, they they might have been one of those DMs. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know if I freaked him out right. or if he went, um, hey, I don't have the time to run this after all. 
Or maybe I could flyer myself to think, Mm. oh, uh, Rob wrote this really awesome backstory and nobody else seems very invested. Maybe we just won't do this. Mm. Um, But then just never got around to telling me that. Right. Because we weren't (laughs) close. So like there's a lot of interpretations here. I'm going to... I'm going to assume he just read the backstory and went, okay, this guy's nuts. We don't, you know, we don't need anyone with that kind of insight into teenagers. <laughs> It'd be like me showing up at someone's table and be like, I'm ready. Let's do this. <laughs> you know, you know, I'd be like, oh, uh, who invited this guy? Um, well, we should get to. So Augie raised a great question in the chat, which mm. is how much backstory do we expect for a level one character? I'll let you go so, first with this. All right. So uh, when I when I'm starting a campaign and you you do your pitch, your elevator pitch for whatever the story is going to be, that's a good a good uh, indicator right there, Mm -hmm. either to say something along the lines of you've been friends for whatever or we're starting at first level. If somebody says we're starting at first level there are um there are really good um uh leads uh what do they call them prompts mm-hmm. prompts out there there's even uh D videos people will tell you there's like five or six questions you're gonna want to ask and and if you can answer those five or six questions about your character boom you are set you know there there are things like who are their parents you know, um, what's their fear? What's their goal in life? You know, what, and, and, cause that's all stuff that people have and can change. <laughs> you know, if your goal is, cause I remember we started as a zero level uh, party one time. And I remember my guy was a woodcutter and his, his goal in life was to own some gloves because he's a woodcutter and he's never owned gloves and adventurers always wear gloves. And so that was his whole, his whole goal was to get like five gold pieces together to get gloves. You know, it, it was, yeah. And, and like I said, then, then that gives you plenty of room, particularly in those early levels to expand and change as stuff changes because that's how people work you know well in a lot of ways fifth edition DD has taken a lot of the heavy lifting out of this because Mm. everybody picks a background you are expected to take a background during character creation it says it's an option but a lot of it is um like kind of just expected and so that does provide room to kind of say, okay, well, you picked the soldier background. Tell me three things that are unique to your character f- that separates them from everybody else in the game who has a soldier background. Boom. Right. Three quick bullet points. Um, yeah. And you can hit them and, and have them. Um, I will also add, I think, a trick, and then we'll get to Arwen's question because I think it's a brilliant one, okay. which is um, the idea that you the best backstories happen at the table as part of your session zero. Right. So for like, if, for mine, I've always gone to my kids on bikes published by renegade games, um, book, which has the questions where you, you don't just answer questions about your character while talking to everybody else. You answer questions about the other characters. 
Mm. So you mm-hmm. you literally get to assign things to the other characters. Right. And, and of course they have veto power, but yep. the the goal is to ha- to like have other people think about what would be neat for how these people came together. Right. What what are the rumors around that other person that your character has heard? That yeah. might be true, they might not be. They might be trying to get past the rumors, but it's it's those little sparks that are supposed to get you out of the gate thinking yeah and get you building on and that's where too your elevator pitch can start off the that those conversations mm-hmm. you know you're all new employees here at Ryko Tech you're you're an adventuring party that has been together for you know 20 years or 4 days you know or you're all trapped by the elves or the dark elves in you know princes of the apocalypse or whatever you start as prisoners you know um and yeah session zero is a really good time to kind of kibitz and and get that all out in the open too uh so yeah our live documents with dm approval yep Mm. things that we can adjust and we can add to the other one that i've seen i want to start doing it pond was talking about it for her games Mm. is the npc web Mm. I don't know if you've seen this, um, but it came that someone had it on TikTok and it got tons of likes. Um, yeah, you the DM draws a circle for every character. They put their put their names in them. Then each mm. character uh, player gives three NPCs about their character. Yeah, and and you put them around the characters, and then everybody else has to draw at least one line from one of their NPCs to somebody else's NPC. Yeah. Or to their character. Right. To right. create this web of like, yeah, you know, you I have this this one I have a, a twin sister that, that never took to adventuring. She went a different direction with her life. I don't see much of her. Uh, I don't really know what's happened to her, but we've never really we've never really talked. She's just I know she's out there somewhere. And somebody else yeah. can say, Oh yeah, she was my pre- apprentice briefly. Right. And now right. we have that connection. Um yeah. And that again, that's back to that that things you do as a group to get around the worst thing that can happen in session three, mm. which is the paladin looks at the rogue and goes, mm. "What the hell am I doing hanging mm-hmm. around with you?" Right, right. Because it's uh, usually around session three is when the paladin has had it up to here, mm-hmm. and is like, "That's it, I'm murdering the rogue now." <laughs> Yeah. In uh, so Dungeon World was one of the first games to to use those connections, and in character creation, that's one of the things you do is there's at least three characters at the table that you have some kind of pre-written connection with. It'll say something like, uh, "You and blank pulled off a heist together." You know what was the heist? And or ask them what the heist was so that you can be like, okay, me and you were in a heist. (laughs) What's that about? And the paladin's like, yes, I needed, I was in a heist. Uh, We needed to get the chalice back for the priestess of my church. And hence the paladin has a reason to like the rogue and be like, I respect your skills. Don't be a jerk, Um, you know? (laughs) Yep, Arwen has said that one um, amazing character RP moments happen because she asked the DM in private, okay, but what if 20 years ago? 
<laughs> and those nice. those are just those are moments because I, I know for me I would almost never say no to that right like absolutely yes let's do that mm. um, and I'm also not I don't know if this is a thing about age if it's a thing about fatigue mm. um, I don't want to do that work if, right. the, if the players <laughs> can do the work of creating the connections to the NPCs or even defining some of them for me mm -hmm. sweet yep you know, the the thing with Sam's character in the Convergence. Oh, I have a brother. I'm going to give him the Convergence shard and we're going to go off and do other stuff. And I'm like, OK, so now I can I can kidnap your brother and create a whole new subplot of oh. trying to rescue him to get the Convergence shard back. And you, or, or you did that for me. Go ahead. Or, or you can even kibitz with the DM like, OK, we've been uh, water deep dragon heist, for instance. Uh, LB had brought into existence a, a sister character, but she talked to Indoor and was like, okay, I, I can't mentally deal with anything bad happening to this character. Is there, can they be in the story and just nothing, nothing bad on them? And and that's fine. That's fine to talk and and set those set those expectations, because you know how many people are like, I was orphaned when I was six, because I don't want the DM to have any leverage over me whatsoever ever, <laughs> you know. Um, and so you're like, oh, you're killing me here. You're killing me. Yeah. Uh, did. Did Arwen have a question? She that we did. Didn't we have, we've been kind of pushing it off a little bit, but it's, we're getting right. a good spot. We can address it, which is: okay. Can the players railroad the DM via backstory? It, and that's yeah. So that's a great. That's kind of what I we were saying about that expectations thing, where they're like, "But it says in my backstory that I I'm a princess," and <laughs> you're like. Yeah, but you're a princess of the Denden Forest of the Elves, and you guys are in Kashmahagahan here in the in the desert. Mm -hmm. Nobody cares that you're a princess, or do they? Maybe someone does. Do you go about telling people you're a princess from a far off land? <laughs> well, there's you another know? twist to that too. Your backstory says that you are related to the Never Embers of Waterdeep. Mm. Well at least a third of that adventure becomes trivial. Right. If the PCs can go, but wait. Mm. Now, granted, a clever DM will say something like, oh, no, 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 you're not rescuing uh, Rainier Neverember. You're rescuing uh, Rene Everember, <laughs> uh, whose father also was an open lord for a period, but a different period. <laughs> Um, and then it's just kind of like, because then you almost feel weird because I can see someone going, well, you're just doing that so my backstory doesn't mess up the plot. You're not respecting my backstory. Yeah. Your um, backstory didn't respect my plot. <laughs> yeah. And that's, or other things. Like I can think of, I, I can think of players who could, but I can think of no names at the moment of any player I have seen that did say, well, this can't happen to me because of my character's backstory. That doesn't work. Right, right. You know, you can't you can't put my character in prison. She's a noble. Right. Well, yes, we can, because mm. that's what happened. That's a consequence. That's just we're gonna have to play it out. Or 
right. I guess she's not that good of a noble. Mm, mm, you know, or maybe maybe daddy's just not going to come pay bail this time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a life lesson to be learned. And as you're at the guillotine yeah. or, or the noose is on your neck, then daddy shows up as a as a deus ex machina or, or whatnot. Uh, <laughs> or these nobles so. don't like your nobles. Yeah. Not every family <laughs> relationship is good. I could I would love that. I would love to do that to a player. And mm. see, I'm I'm mean, but not cruel. Right. So I can totally see myself doing the, oh, yeah, they're going to hang your character, but I'm a noble. Yeah, they're still going to hang her. Mm. Um, but, but but my dad will, will come get me out. And mm. I'll say, okay, well, you can keep thinking that. Mm. And then we get to the hanging, have dad show up and be passing out popcorn. Oh, 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 oh. I just, I did it. Right, my heart. And I would, I would always have some other plan in the back of my brain as to what the, the like surprise you're not gonna die moment might be, especially if the players can't come up with one on their own. But just for the fun of going, you spot him across the crowd. He's arriving. You recognize the wagons. You recognize the city. He comes down. His footmen's are there. You build it all up to have him go. Yes, yes. Would someone fetch me some roasted nuts, please? This this feels like it might be quite entertaining. He has se- several servants behind him with baskets of rotten tomatoes to, <laughs> to hand to the crowd. And, and at the last moment, the Judeans people's front shows up and, you know, cuts the rope and you're saved. Uh, you know. um, so. An Amber player in her house or even in house warfare is par for the course. Amber is like, yeah, that's that Amber is designed to be a storytelling mm-hmm. game where that's exactly what you're doing. You were never my favorite child anyways. <laughs> Ouch. No, if you're going to twist that knife, you're like, I just want you to know that your mother and I had a long conversation. You're not mine. <laughs> oh, 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 all pain. I, I, if I'm not careful, I'm going to have like, no one is ever going to want to play anyone with a noble background <laughs> yeah, yeah, at my table did, again. Exa- exactly. That's so funny. That, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really, I thought, the background mechanic was one of the most innovative things in in fifth edition um i think too that i immediately started um asking dms if i could create my own you know because they have a create your own kind Mm -hmm. of thing and so you know i made backgrounds like grave digger um you know street sweeper um uh trying to think of some of the other ones uh like a marine biologist fisherman i i've made some crazy backgrounds in in my day and and i love i absolutely love to to monkey with those things because you're like okay you get two skills you get a language or a tool set and and just mishmash these things together out of all the options because Mm -hmm that that's what you want to do sometimes you know i don't i don't want to spend too much on it down that road but i do have to share it anecdotally i was running a one it was a two episode one shot Mm. it was meant to be a true one shot turned into like a mini campaign Mm. um and it was a pirate game and the whole plot was they were going to take this this girl who was running for her life and get her on a ship and get her out of town yeah. So I had all these encounters planned because what they were going to do is they were going to get her in the bar. They were going to have to get her across town safely. So I had like three interrupty events planned and maybe two yeah. out of three I was going to use based on their plan to get yeah. her across town. And one of my players, as we're getting, you know, they're like, they're talking, okay, we're going to help her. We're going to get her out of here. 
He goes, um, I've noticed on my character sheet, I grew up in an, a street urchin. <laughs> I went, yeah, because you, you were crazy. You didn't live in a house. It was, this was this was the sea touched yeah. was the archetype for the character. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the one on the ship that always seems a little too close to the water, <laughs> as it were. Um, right, right. Always is the one who sees the mermaid. Mm. And I said, yeah, I guess part of the back is, well, according to this, I can find my way through a town avoiding anything I don't need to avoid. I want mm. to avoid because that's part of my backstory. And I went, um, <laughs> okay. So there go those encounters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh, the, the, Oh, you're lost. No, I'm not lost. I'm the outlander. I, I, I do. I have the minotaur ability. I have never lost in the labyrinth. And you're just like, Oh, crap. Okay. Yep. Okay, cool. You are not lost in the labyrinth. <laughs> so, yeah. Arwen has also shared, and I have to read this into the podcast. I recently played a one shot with her brothers and she were all triplets. There were mm. two gnomes and a Goliath. <laughs> if anyone questioned it, we took offense and kicked their butts. <laughs> yes, as you should have. There you go. <laughs> but as on, the, on the topic of the railroading, I think it's the kind of thing that you can do if you're not careful. And it can be kind of a combination of really wanting to invest and at the same time um, kind of like controlling the game as the player. Mm. I've written this backstory where I'm on this mission to recover this item and I have all these people on me and I will never do anything but follow my mission. And and then you create this challenge where like say, I tell everyone, I'm going to run Waterdeep Dragon Heist. And you show up with this um, Water Davian noble hmm. that is on a mission to reclaim the family honor hmm. by robbing another noble house. It's cool. Mm-hmm. but are you still going to be kosher with the whole campaign we're running? Or is this going to be a nonstop? Well, my character's going to sneak off to go work on blah, 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 blah. Like, eh, so the game is right. You didn't want to play a game. You wanted to write a novel or you did. And you just, mm-hmm. this was your way of making sure that we played the game you wanted to play. Right. Right. right you know, right. I, yeah. You, the worst case scenario was player comes to DM and says, I want to play a game where I'm trying to restore my family's honor. And I'd say as DM, that sounds awesome. I don't have time to plan it. Mm. I'm running the book adventure, the dragon queen's horde. Yeah. And then you show up and go, but I want to go you know, like my backstory compels me to. Right. Well, I mean, come on. It's, it's a social convention. You're supposed to, you know, do the module the DM wrote. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Or play, play the game you've come to play. You, yeah. You, know, you, you, you don't show up for tennis with water skis um, <laughs> or you do and you lose. If you do, uh, I want to see that on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Because that's going to be funny. <laughs> the TikTok challenge. Tennis in water skis. Oh, oh, oh. Ian, I thought the... you meant like swinging the water skis. Oh, no, no. Like wearing them. <laughs> oh, no. I want to see you swing them. I think that could be really funny. <laughs> Yeah. T- tennis ball out of the park. Um, that's funny. Yeah, or again, to the Ooh. point raised here in chat, there's a difference between knowing where you are and getting to where you want to go. And there's so much of that in, the, in that backstory element where you're trying to find that sweet spot, which I think, for me, I 
My backstory says the power of the module compels thee. <laughs> but that gets into so a buddy of mine, Joseph Wolf, who is a professional writer, he works for Reaper Games. Mm. Um, put a hot take in our Facebook group, which I will invite you to if you're on the Facebook because you qualify because mm. it's for Michigan. Ah. Um, that there's a social convention that you come if you if you sit at the table and say, I know you prepared an adventure, Mr. DM, but all of us are choosing not to follow it. Mm-hmm. That you have broken a social contract. Yeah. So if, if you, he says, you all meet in a bar. A man walks in with a tall cap that bends at the end. You can see whiskers, long and white, poking out the bottom. He turns to the barkeep and says, I'm looking to hire a band of adventurers for a very particular mission. The bartender points in your direction. The man creeps over to you. Lean heavily on his staff. I have a mission for a band of adventurous, courageous souls. One for which the fate of the universe could turn. Do I have your attention? And you all collectively go, yeah, no. Um, we're thinking we're just going to rob the blacksmith later. <laughs> it's, it's like, dude. Yep. And, and I, I fully agree with them. I think you might say, yeah, we don't want to take a mission from that guy. Then it's like, okay, time. What's wrong with my quest giver? <laughs> right, right. Well, like, and 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 again, session zero, elevator pitch. You should have you should have defined. You know, they 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 real they signed up because they knew that you were going to be on the the everquest of the timepiece of of Ganor. You know, you 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 knew that's what you signed up for in session zero, and after the you know that's so you you got to come to the table again to play the game that you're supposed to be playing Um, yeah and that's and i get it and so if you're playing a true sandbox game power to the dms that run those where you you know you can say i'm sorry we just aren't interested in taking a quest from a grizzled old mage we want to do this other thing everyone agreed to that and the dm should kind of go okay i will grab a different quest giver out of my file of npcs thunk and and there you go or maybe they just go over to uh which one did i use uh i had a couple of npc generators i found <laughs> uh, yeah well there's npcgenerator.com yes don, don, don john has has good generators too yes so. um there's a great fancy name generator that i, I extensively use because it organizes names yep. by nationality slash culture so I can like make a point of trying to like flavor my NPCs from around the world. Right. Yeah. I'm not always taking Anglo-Saxon names for all of them. Right. Yep. But uh, nice. but NPCGenerator.com itself mm. provides plot hooks. Oh, nice. So you get <laughs> you get the, you get a name, a description, traits, ability scores, which I usually ignore, or mm-hmm. sexual orientation and marital status. Mm. Um, and then a plot hook. So, um, things like needs to deliver a tamed lycanthrope to a zoo, <laughs> um, is organizing a rock throwing competition, um, and there will be a prize, um, needs the party to deliver a precious light hammer to the local traders guild. Like there's all kinds of little, like, just here's the thing. Um, yeah. my, uh, the bitter victory adopted an NPC because I rolled it up and the random plot hook was recently divorced from a dryad. Oh, or no, it was had well, been in a relationship with a dryad, uh, but uh, his marital status was divorced. Right, right. And I'm like, 
put those together. Right. And this poor guy whose name, unfortunately, was Leaf. <laughs> That's just wrong. Became, became, just, is is their new it. favorite guy because it's like, oh, my right. gosh, you have been so wrong. And I'm like, I am playing this up where it's like, well, yeah, you know, I, I was only going to take one more one more trip out to sea. I was going to sail with you on this mission of of, of of negotiation. And then I was going to take my pension. I've been sailing in the Imperial Navy since I was but a wee cabin boy. And nice. she said she'd be true to me. But the night we were due to set sail, I found she had shacked up with my former bunkmate who had taken his retirement already. Mm. The last thing I did before I walked aboard the ship was to hand the papers over to him to relay to her. And they're like, oh my gosh, we love him. It's the only straight male in that game they've encompassed that they're all like, we like this guy. Nice. Nice. Oh, shoot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. But there's a bunch of them out there. So like, there's never an excuse not to find another good quest giver. Yeah. The, and, and I, you know, I run mostly sandboxes. And so I, uh, how to know how, Hmm. I have a tendency to run sandboxes um, unless I'm streaming it. I know I don't, I don't think I would ever run a streamed sandbox. It, it needs to be paced and linear and, and, and stuff. I have run streamed improv where the story goes wherever it goes, but there was nothing plotted or planned like in a sandbox because most of my sandboxes, including the one I'm currently running, things are happening. And if they don't follow it up, those clocks keep ticking, <laughs> you know? Oh, what's going to happen with the frost worm? Hmm? You've heard a few rumors and you think it's piffle. Well, when deep winter comes, <laughs> Won't be so you, anymore. you shall find out. And I so. think, I think with the right group, I could be willing to stream sandbox because it gets that kind of like, like I could see a lot of engagement coming mm. out of chat saying things like, you know what the party should try to do next week. You guys should try yeah. because they could. But it would have to be with a group that I knew beyond the shadow of a doubt would never, ever pull my greatest problem with sandbox games, which is, so what do you want to do tonight, guys? I don't know. What do you want to do? <laughs> and, like, I, I, can, <clears throat> I can do that at a game table. Right. Like, okay, well, I'm going to go have some pizza in the kitchen. Y'all figure out what which of the things you want to follow. But you yep. can't, like, you can't have 30 minutes of dead air. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's exactly it that is so exactly it and that's yeah. why you know it's 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 great on it's great uh, uh in a home game or, or where you can you know take the time between sessions to go hey guys on the discord where are you going next time so i can have something prepped you know so i have an idea and I'm going to hold you to this. So when we start up on Wednesday night, then the stream gets going. Someone has to say to the tower of Thugnor, you know, and then that's, they lump off that way. So. Yep. Absolutely. So there we have that. So that's, that's where we are with backstories. There's a lot yeah. to be said about them. Good, bad. I'm a big believer of the more you bring me, the more likely I am. Unfortunately, I, say, I can't read it all. Can you condense it? Mm -hmm. But I don't think I would ever dream 
of dissing someone who put the time in to write something in a way that you're going to kill them in two sessions i'm still not even sure i mean i'm hoping that that was tongue-in-cheek yeah because yeah, i mean you you killed that creativity you are you were being spiteful to destroy their creation you know coupled, i am snuffing out that creation that's just wow well coupled with the there are easier conflict resolution tools to adults yes. the classic hey man i have a concern <laughs> yes text can we please talk mm -hmm. um what our kids are planning to do can prepare exactly it's way much better when the gm is a part of the preparation it is always better yep. because they can then work the world. They can be prepared to have the world react to you. Yep. Um, and I'm very grateful. My, my bitter victory group had a long conversation on zoom after I had left one time and they made these plans and they said, they, they hinted at the plans in the discord. And I'm mm. very grateful. I could turn to one of the players who's also a dungeon master and say, tell it to me straight. How much do I need to have them tell me what the plan is? Right, 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 right. And, and she could say, don't worry. It's not going to mess with the story at all. They're just having fun. As yeah. opposed to, okay, here's what they're planning so you can plan how to react. Yeah. And and players should definitely feel free to to expand their story and, and write fanfic and everything else that's off screen, you know, or, mm -hmm. or away from the table. Oh, yeah. Either or, you know. We used to offer X bonus XP, which I wouldn't now that I've moved to full milestones. I mm. would say you start the game with inspiration right. if you did a character journal between sessions. Yes. And my buddy Jeff, he always wrote one, and they were yeah. always brilliant, and we always got them the day before we would meet to play. Nice. He'd email them to everybody, which yeah. also doubled as a recap. Right. Right, right, which is just oh, phenomenal! Yeah, phenomenal. It, it really was. It was. It was just really well done and really brilliant and a lot of fun. It's fun to look. We, we, I found them going through some old binders mm. when I found like our notes for the campaign, and it was neat to just sit and take twenty minutes to reread them and go, "God, the game was so much fun!" Oh yeah. Um, and they fought a dragon hatchling and almost wiped the party. <laughs> and it was one of those where, like, I remember the session ended and just like I have fought a lot of dragons and Dungeons and Dragons. This was the most terrified I've ever been for my character. <laughs> um, and I'm like, good, good, sweet. We, so we did a good combat encounter. He's like, yeah, that was awesome. Um, and it was it was a lot of fun. We've got two weeks till our next sit down. So what have All you right. got on tap, my friend? Uh, the finale of, uh, and I'm just going to real quick, everything you guys are saying over there in chat. Oh, it's, it's great it's gorgeous stuff. stuff. Um, so... Um, I've got the finale for Monster Noir. Uh, I've got um, the uh, Wilder Myth on Sunday, 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 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on my channel, Gray Bear Tavern. Um, and those are the only places you can see me uh, live. Uh, but other stuff I have going on, I have my, my Old Guard gaming group that I run on uh, uh, Saturday nights that are um you know my brother and people i've been playing with for 30 years now and uh we are we're doing a good grim a very grim dark 5e e D D. that's a sandbox and it's we've been having a lot of fun with it uh good times there and then i also play with a beautiful bunch of people from the uk once a month 
um, Call of Cthulhu. So, mm-hmm. you know, I got to love me some Call of Cthulhu. And then um, we are looking for our summer game, our summer game for the old guard guys. We're looking at playing a game called the Mecha Hack. Ooh. Um, look out there it's an osr style game which is you know a little easier for them to slide into and we for summer we wanted to play something very you know pull characters in and put them out and so it's a it's a mecha game and it's it can be very you know oh his you know vector joint seized up and he can't be his robot fell down and he's out of the scene so now we're going to play for this session without him you know that kind of thing yeah well, yeah. that works. That works really well. That's like sounds like some good stuff. I'm going to be on hiatus from live games at least until this coming Sunday, when things go back into full swing again for the most part. Um, yeah. So like my next streamed game is going to be Ravenloft 1921 next Sunday, um, which we're going to finish up the House of Lament and then be ready to start Curse of Strahd proper. Um, and then next Tuesday, a week from today. I am running my first session on startplaying.games. I'm running oh. a one shot um, oh, of yeah. I'm running Shemshine's Bedtime Rhyme. It's mm-hmm. um, it's going to run three to four hours, so it's definitely a one shot. Um, there is a token fee uh, mm-hmm. to participate, uh, partially because they treat reviews differently between free games and paid games. Weird. And, and I kind of would like a few verified reviews. <laughs> Right. So I need people it, who have been it. in paid games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've had a few people say, I'm not sure I can afford it right now. And I'm trying to like look to see if I can tweak the, the feed down a little bit. But I am excited to be on the platform because it does look like it's going to be a great opportunity uh, to spend more time with more people playing more games. Right. Which will be great and a lot of fun. And it looks like it's it looks like a really nice website. Um, but for me this week, I'm going to be doing mostly just gaming um, when I normally would have a D&D game, I'm going to be playing other stuff because yeah. I don't have my D&D games. Um, oh, yeah. I've been playing Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Right. I don't generally like shooters, and I don't generally like Borderlands. Yeah. But, oh, my gosh, it is, like, amazeballs fun because it's <laughs> all D&D jokes. <laughs> Right, right, right. And every every quest is a D and D quest. They're all they all fit the right. very particular form. I mean, it's it's all the things you would expect to see. Yeah, um, which is the reason I keep going back to it. But um, Tiny Tina, so it's oh yeah, it's but badonka donks and yeah, and every, okay, all right. It's it again. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, mm. And then we're gonna be back next week with our our usual run of the convergence, which is getting close to the end of season one. Um, I'm in a weird spot because I don't know. I mean, I'll say this probably I've hinted at the characters, at the players. We can start the last three sessions mm. or I can throw another side side quest right. at them before we start the last three sessions. And the answer I got back was do whatever you want. We just want to feel like we're moving towards the end. Mm. So if there's a side quest, it has to be on the way to the end. It can't be a true side quest. Got it. Oh, 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 yeah. It can't just be, yeah. It can't be you walk past Skyrim, for instance. You walk past a woman in the market. Oh, no, if only someone would help me find my child. Yeah. You know, it, it has to be, ooh, wait. If we find the key to Gelgagug, we're going to be able to get past the Guardians easier. Find the key. Um, yeah. Whereas I could just say, you walk up to the Guardians and they go, 
oh yeah, yeah, your name's on the list. You're good to go. <laughs> like it's 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 like yeah. Skyrim's a great example of a game that did a really good job um, of like you think you're done with the quest and there's <laughs> another layer to get through. Uh, I know. You know the number uh, of times I got to the end of a dungeon going, okay, this is finally going to wrap this quest up. You get to the end, and you're like, oh, wait a minute, <laughs> really? I I think it was Unstable Deus there who who said earlier something we said, someone said something about Skyrim and they were like, and 15 years later. Um. There's some, I saw an article today of somebody that started the, the, the main quest in Skyrim in full dragon bone armor. <laughs> because that's what they, that was their mission. They weren't going to do any of the main quest line until they had full dragon bone armor. Yeah, the, that, uh, yeah. Uh, the 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 youngest elf here in the house is is playing Skyrim for the first time <laughs> on her own, and and the thing is is she has learned from from Tavern Sparrow that that as long as you never go over to this tower, the dragons never appear, and so she's been avoiding the tower and doing all the missions without dragons. So there's no dragons in the world yet, and um, it it makes me laugh so hard. So hard. Yeah, anyway. that'll, that'll do it. So that's what's up with, with my thing. Um, I'm doing a lot of other work keeping the Patreon up and going. So for the people who have joined on the Patreon, I'm continuing to try to provide some exclusive content over there, which we've also added. Your The post-game wrap-ups are now uh, have been added nice. to that as a fun thing. Yes. We had a great time after Ravenloft. We had mm -hmm. a great time hanging out and chatting, and we're going to keep doing that. So um, that's another thing on my plate, which is just... And as of today, I... I posted it on the Twitters, but I am I am rapidly approaching that that finale of the teaching yeah. career, which is very exciting. Oh, I can't. So I I'm still ten or twelve years out. Well, I'll, I'll still be working, so. but I'll have a little more time for doing D and D content. I've got a little less little less than a month mm -hmm. to write another adventure to get on my Patreon, and that's my goal. One adventure. Yeah. It might be a one shot. It might be a full adventure, but to have something every month. Yeah. that people can can grab and it'll help them have a little more time to brainstorm those and write them even if i'm writing them on a laptop while i'm dry between you know between pickup and drop offs for doordash right right you know that's yeah. still it's still something i'm still making content where i can so any parting thoughts for our podcast listeners Oh, goodness. Uh, I should have had something. I think I've said it all already, but yeah, it, it come, come to the table with as much as you want, but come with, with muted expectations, you know, kibitz, uh, put in for yourself, but don't have over expectations. That would be my, my backstory, uh, advice. And there you go. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you haven't already, we strongly encourage you. We practically beg you to consider popping over to that platform of choice where you're downloading us from. Leave a review. It'll help other people find the podcast. If you're, if you're still listening 47 episodes in, something's caught your attention. So please help other people find this amazing stream. Hey, and break the algorithm. Comment. <laughs> word and my last thought was i'm going to give it to arwin to share which is bring your best backstory but also bring a pencil and an eraser we'll see y'all next time until then y'all stay safe out there
Happy Hour at the Old Timer Tavern is a proud part of the Inverse Genius Network of Content. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving a review on your podcast platform of choice. They give valuable feedback for the hosts and help others find this amazing content.